If you got your Bible, Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter, we'll begin reading in the fourth verse, and then I will also read Psalms 145. Amen. Thank God. Praise God. Thank the Lord. Brother Monks is out of the hospital. He was in the hospital last night. Amen. He's at home. He's, he's weak, but he's doing better. Amen. Our prayers are still for Brother Socia. He's still in Big Baptist Hospital in Little Rock. We're thankful that Alexis Yancey was discharged. They didn't find anything wrong with her. Amen. God touched her. We're thankful for that. Amen. Praise God. Deuteronomy 6 and 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them, everybody say, diligently. Diligently unto thy children. And shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house. And when thou walkest by the way. And when thou liest down. And when thou risest up. Amen. Psalms 145. The first verse says, I will extol thee, I will praise thee, is what that means. My God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. And his greatness is unsearchable. Everybody say, one generation, one generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. Moses said, thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. The writer of Psalms says, one generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. And I want to preach to this church for just a little while tonight from this title, A Message from One Generation to Another. Amen. A message from one generation to another. Set your Bibles down. Lift your hands to the Lord. Lift your voices to the Lord. Amen. Let's ask God to move in this house right now. Come on, why don't you pray fervently? God, we need you in this house tonight. Uh, God, anoint your word in this place. Anoint the ears to hear what you have to say. Come on, why don't you join with somebody right now? I feel like we need to have a little Holy Ghost prayer meeting before the word ever goes forth. Come on, why don't you just pray, mold me tonight. God, shake me. Uh, I give you all of my heart in this place. Uh, Strengthen me, Lord. Let me be what I'm supposed to be. Come on, why don't you pray until the Holy Ghost begins to pray through you right now. Come on. If you let the Holy Ghost pray through you right now, uh, the Word will find fertile ground tonight. (laughs) Come on, I feel God wanting to do something in this place. I feel a mighty revival in 
everybody clap your hands to the Lord together now. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I want to preach a message from one generation to another. Amen. This is a message that the Lord laid upon my heart a couple weeks ago, and uh, I knew that I was going to preach it, and then my uh, brother from Magnolia called me and said, I want, you to, I want you to come preach. This was a week ago, Monday night, and the Lord gave this to me, and I preached it down there, and then since then, it's been stuck to me, and I can't get rid of it, amen, and I know in prayer the Lord uh, laid it upon my spirit that it's time to preach it to this church tonight, amen, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I hope you understand we're not just here, amen, for us to get a touch of God and clap our hands and go through the motions. But I, I hope you understand there's a bunch of young people sitting on these front rows that need to know who God is, that need to know how to praise God. Oh, I feel like preaching to this church tonight. Hallelujah. The commandment that Jesus said was the first and the greatest commandment was Deuteronomy 6 and 4. And this great commandment begins with this word here. Everybody say here. That don't mean right here. It means here. What he was saying is, listen. The greatest and the first commandment begins with this. You need to listen to what the word of God has to say. It ain't, you need to wear this or you don't need to go there or you need to sacrifice this or do that. The very first commandment begins with this. You need to open up your ears and say, God, Preach the word to me. I want to hear what thus saith the word of God. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord together. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. If you do not have an ear to hear the word of God, amen, you're going to struggle through this life. Praise God. I said if you don't have an ear to hear the word of God, this will be a struggle your entire life. You know, I done made up my mind, God, if you want to speak to me through a child, an old man, an old woman, a young man, a young woman, uh, God, if you're speaking to me, uh, I'm all ears right now. Uh, God, I want to hear your word. Uh, hallelujah. Man, this is what Jesus said. He said, blessed are they that have hear the word of God and keep it. Praise God. Did you know some people can't hear the word of God? Praise the Lord. I said some people can't hear the word of God. But let me tell you who's blessed tonight. The one that hears the word and says, I'm going to do it. Hey, living for God ain't hard. You just got to do it. <laughs> living for God ain't hard. You just got to hear it, and then you got to. Well, y'all going to preach with me? You tired? 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. The law of Moses told the people that they should teach the law to their children. Amen. This means one generation should teach the next generation. Amen. This is how God wanted his word to to end up in 2022 in Hot Springs being preached is that one generation would teach it to the next generation. Praise the Lord. We ought to all be teachers. I said we all ought to be teachers of the word of God. Amen. But the Bible says in the sixth verse, before the seventh verse, it said that these words shall be in thine heart. These words shall be in thine heart. And the seventh verse says, teach it diligently to thy children. You know why the sixth verse comes before the seventh verse? You want to know why the sixth verse comes before the seventh verse? Because if you don't get it in your heart... If you can't get it in your heart, you'll never be able to diligently teach your children. Devil, you're a liar. Everybody lift your hands to the Lord right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to tell this church, before you can ever teach anybody about this truth, you got to get it deep in your heart. You got to love it. You got to breathe it. You got to want it more than anything. Amen. Half-hearted teachers can't teach anything. He didn't say get this in your head uh, and then teach it to your children. Uh, He said get it in your heart. Uh, Come on, church. Uh, Amen. I'm going to preach to this house tonight. Uh, I don't care if you can quote it from front to back. Uh, If it ain't in your heart, uh, it'll never pass I tell you what's wrong with Pentecost. We got a bunch of people that can quote scriptures, but it ain't in their heart. When it's in your heart, you love it. Half-hearted teachers can't teach anything. Oh, the devil don't want me to preach this tonight. But I'm going to preach it with all of my heart. Uh, Amen. Uh, That a half-hearted teacher, he's not going to do anything. Well, we're just, you know, honey, we're going to, you know, we're going to have to get rid of a few things because that's just the way they they do it at that church. It's going to be okay. 
Amen. You've missed the whole thing. You've missed it all. If you're... If you're changing because a man wants you to change, you've missed it all. But when it gets in your heart, come on. I want to build strong families. Don't ever say, well, we're doing it because that's what he wants us to do. What you need to say is, we're doing it because it's what he wants us to do. This book said it, and we're going to do it. If all you do is get it in your head, somebody can talk it out of your head. Somebody can spin it till it gets out of your head. But when you get it down in your heart, I'm a holiness man because the Bible said so. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. I got it in my heart. And when you get it in your heart, you'll say, honey, we gotta be holy. Honey. Don't tell me you got it in your heart to live right when everything wrong is still in your house. Don't tell me you got it. You might have talked to somebody. uh, They might have convinced you, uh, but if you still got Hollywood in your house. uh, uh, Well, you you, you ain't got to stand up and clap. You know what I believe? I still believe the word of God. And it said, whatever you bring into your tent, you will become like it. And I don't want my children. Why do you act like you act? Because I got it in my heart. I got it in my soul. I got it down deep. Come on, everybody. Praise the Lord right now. Come on, this truth can't just be in your mind. You can't just be Pentecostal in your head. You can't be a Christian uh, through theology uh, and through thought processes. Uh, There's something that's got to happen at an old-fashioned altar where you lay it all down and you get up a new man, a new creature. Come on, let's love the Lord together right now. Hallelujah. Amen. If we want the next generation that comes after us to survive, if we want the next generation to survive and have a move of God, We got to get it in our hearts. 
Well, I'll do it and I'll believe it as long as my friends do. I don't have any friends like that. I don't have one friend that can sway me from what this book says. Well, I'll preach it as long as it's popular. I don't care what's popular. I care what's right. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. We got to get it deep in our spirits. Because you receive not a love for the truth. Let me tell you what happens to people that don't receive a love for it. They're going to say, God, God, show me that that's not all necessary. You know what? I believe them. Because the Bible said God would send strong delusion. Well, hallelujah. Y'all can be seated. The Bible said, because you didn't receive a love for it. It it ain't going to be good enough to just do a few little changes so you fit in. This ain't the fit in church. We don't fake in this church. We're not fakes in this church. Don't change because somebody's looking at you. Change because you got it in your heart and God has burned you. Come on, help me pray for just a moment. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, prayer warriors, help me pray right now. I feel somebody that wants it. Come on, it feels like somebody's hungry. Uh, Somebody's thirsty. Uh, For the real. when one generation believes it with all their heart and they live it with all their heart the next generation will get it if this generation will believe it with all their heart and they'll live it with all their heart 
You don't have to worry about the next generation. Because when you raise up a child in the way that he should go, it don't say he'll be perfect. But it does say when he is old, he's going to say, I want that Holy Ghost that my mama had. I want that anointing that my daddy had. Come on, church. We can't be looking around. We can't compare ourselves among ourselves. We got to get it for ourselves. Hallelujah. Best thing you could do for your children is get it. Live it. I tell you, there was a man named Isaac that got it. Oh, yeah. You know how he got it? He had a daddy. That God said, I want your only son. And Abraham loved the Lord so much. And he reverenced the word of God so much that he said, boy, come on. We're about to take a little trip. We'll come back. God will provide himself a sacrifice. Let me tell you, when he laid that boy down, some people say the boy was 40 years old. When he tied up his hands and feet and put him on top of the wood and raised his knife, Isaac got an understanding. My daddy loves living for God. If God says something, it's going to go. Whatever's preached is going to be done in this house. Come on, church. Come on, you need to raise an Isaac. Uh, I tell you what Isaac never had to do was, Daddy, uh, tomorrow, Sunday, are we going to church? I got a feeling after the little experience on Mount Moriah, he knew when it was Sunday morning, you might as well go pick out your clothes and you got a fever. Get you a Tylenol. Praise God. Well, we, I don't think most people could have survived back in my day. I've told this church before. I'm going to tell it again. One day I didn't want to go to church, and I was rubbing my head real hard in the closet, trying to get a fever going. That's back when they had these little pieces of plastic. They, they just stuck it on your head and dialed up to 101 or something. And I had fever. I said, Mom, I can't go to church. She said, get in the car. You can just stay in the car while we're in church. Oh, well, that ain't no fun. I'll just go to church. Well, praise God. Praise God. You think it worked all right? Isaac lived a boring life. Planted seed and sowed a hundred, got a hundredfold back. Dug a well. If somebody got mad at him about his well, he said, that's fine. Knock yourself out, big boy. I'll just go dig another one. Somebody come get this well. 
arguing and fighting. It's all right. I'll just dig another well. You think that comes natural? Or you think he had a daddy said, boy, if you come home from school one more time like that, I get what? If that Sunday school teacher tells me one more time that you're pushing other kids, I'm going to wear you out. You know what? I, I think Isaiah, Isaiah, praise God, that might have been the Lord made me say that. I think Isaac, I think Isaiah might have mama do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't happen like that on accident. Praise God. Back in the day, they had things called switches. Praise God. She wasn't in here when I said it, Isaiah. Don't worry. She was outside. Praise God. Now they got spoons and paddles and all that. I just say, I don't care what you use. Just use it. Just use it. Praise God. Raise up Isaacs where everybody can get along with them. Where everybody can enjoy them. Well, I done got sidetracked for sure right now. Praise God. You think it was accident that Isaac ended up like he ended up? I don't think so. He had a daddy. And I watched people that fell in love with truth. I've watched people that fell in love with truth. And I've watched it impact their children. Now, when I talk about falling in love with truth, I'm talking about falling in love with all truth. It ain't just repent of your sins one time, get baptized in Jesus' name, get the Holy Ghost, and then go live like a heathen. But they lived the life. They weren't, I'm preaching to the choir, they weren't Sunday-only Christians. They believed in the Bible. They believed in the assembling together of themselves. And I've watched the people who fell in love with truth. And I've watched their kids and they grow up and they're just like normal people. Like they just get a job. Or go to school and then get a job. Or start a business and just marry somebody normal. Praise God. And just get along with them. Praise God. And just have children and just raise them right. And they're not dysfunctional. They don't have to come to my office every day and help me. Let me talk them off the ledge. They're just kind of boring people. Praise, you know what I love? Boring people that just live for God, just love their wife, just love their husband, just love their church, just love coming to prayer meeting, just love shouting, just love. Well, praise God. I don't know if you can take much of this, but I'm, I'm going to preach it a while. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. And then I've watched people who never really got it in their heart. You know, they just were there. They never really just sold out. And then I've watched it impact their children. Let me tell you, your rebellion will always be paid for through the next generation. There was a person that I knew that stood up in church, pointed their finger at the preacher while he was preaching, and rebuked him openly. Right, wrong, or indifferent, that's goofy. That's no fear of God. And I watched as the children fell away from the church. And then I watched as the grandchildren come along. You would never have a clue that they were even remotely related to anything Christian at all. Well, hallelujah. Well, I wish I could sing. I'd sing a song right now to kind of soothe. If I had a harp, I would play it right now. And I've watched people who questioned everything about church. Now, if there's questionable things, I ain't saying people are perfect. But I'm telling you, there's a way to handle everything. Praise God. Praise God. Well, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. The wrong way to do it is put doubt in your children about the things of God. When you start putting doubt into your children, you'll raise a bunch of doubters and a bunch of powders and a bunch of people that just sit there on the pew and they will never be blessed of God because they're always looking. The music's too loud. Oh yeah. He preaches too long and he probably does. Well, hallelujah. The new building is going up so slow. And it probably is. You're welcome to take my place if you would like. Praise God. Let me tell you. I've watched people who never really got a hold of truth. They would do bits and pieces of it so they fit in. They never did it because they had a relationship with God. Guess what? They didn't realize they were the link in the chain connected to the next generation. And when they never got it, the next generation was lost. I'm telling, I I got a message to preach tonight from one generation to the next. I'm going to preach to the young people. Acts 2.38 is the best thing that ever happened to me. Falling in love with Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to me. 
leaving that world out there is the best thing that ever happened to me. There ought to be some mamas and daddies preaching this message right now. This is how you can preach. You can get on your feet. Yeah, you ought to run the aisles. Hey, take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Well, looks like the women believe it. Looks like the women believe it. They ran the aisles. Wonder if there's any men believe this is the best thing that ever happened to me. what the psalmist David said one generation shall praise thy works to another amen right before he said that he said this great is the Lord and greatly to be praised that means praise ought to be great praise David's saying we're serving a great God and he deserves great praise. And then he said one generation shall praise thy works to another. Everybody say shall. Shall is a big word. We like if better. We like if a whole lot better than shall. If my foot don't hurt, I'm going to get up tonight. If my sugar ain't too high, I'm going to lift my hand. If my neighbor leaves in time, I'm going to go to church tonight. Well, if the company don't stay too long, I'm going to go to prayer this coming Monday. Oh, if I don't have too many dishes to do, I'm going to go pray. If, 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 I, if they sing the right song. I really feel it when they sing that one. Oh, yeah. If so-and-so ain't there to see me, I'm going to shout. David didn't say if. He said we're serving a great God that deserves great praise and one generation shall 
generation is going to show the praise to the other. I just wish these young kids were like they used to be. (laughs) Maybe we ain't what we used to be. Maybe the teacher ain't what the teacher ought to be. Well, hallelujah. This is what I did in Magnolia, and I'm going to do it again. If you've got a generation that's underneath you, if you've got children, they don't have to be here right now, but if you've got children or if you've got grandchildren, praise God. We're fixing to fulfill the commandments of God. Praise God. If you have a generation that's watching you, if there's a generation that's come out from you, we're fixing to show them how to praise God. Yeah. Young people, stand back for one minute. Young people, y'all go to the second or third row for right now. It's not your turn yet. The generation before you is about to show you how to praise God. (laughs) If you don't care how they turn out, just stay where you're at. But if you care. Come on, mom and dad. Come on, Grandma and Grandpa. It's Holy Ghost time right now. Come on, it's Stomp the Devil time. It's Old Pentecost time right now. Come on, as many as can come. Come on, mamas and grandmas and aunts and uncles. You got people watching you. We've got a great God that deserves great praise. And we ought to praise Him. They ought to see you praise. Come on. Somebody, you need to move in the Holy Ghost. Mamas and daddies need to get drunk in the Holy Ghost. They need to see you shouting. They need to see you praying. They need to see you crying. This is your message to them. Your message. Your message. Come on, young people. Y'all see it now. Come on, young people. You see it. Come on, young girls. Come on, it's y'all's turn. Come on, young men. Get right up in the middle of them now. Squeeze in. Yeah. Come on, young people. Squeeze on in now. Come on, grab a young person. Grab a young person. Grab a young person. 
This is how you get a breakthrough. This is how you have revival. This is how you send a message to your children. Breakthrough time. It's breakthrough time. 